This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. There's like the FDA classification of what ice cream is. And then there's like culinary classification of what ice cream is. And they're not always like the same. Like I would count a drumstick as an ice cream treat or a soft serve. But technically because of like the amount of overrun, which is just really like the air beaten into the base, the ice cream inside a drumstick doesn't count. It's like a frozen dessert instead of actually being ice cream. And then culinarily, people count things like granita, which to me is not like that's an icy treat. But that's I not also ice I cream. agree. I said it, and then I was like, why did I say that? Because granita doesn't even have dairy. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm Stacy. You scream, I scream, we all scream. Like just in general. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, I mean, yes, (laughs) 100%. But I was queuing up for ice cream. You guys, today we promise not to scream at you. We save that for our children. Instead, we're going to be talking about homemade ice cream that didn't I just feed you a. That means we are going to talk about simple ice creams that don't require special equipment necessarily. And we're just going to go over a few basics. We're going to make you easy ice cream experts. Ooh, I like that promise. I mm-hmm. We also have some ice cream machine recommendations. If this is the summer where you're like, my bucket list thing is I'm going to take on homemade ice cream and master it. So I want to start, Stacey, where I always want to start, which is I want to hear about your journey. Do you <laughs> you do love you, a journey. I, I Yes. A quest, quest and a journey. No, we're on journeys that we have side quests. <laughs> yes. Before you tell us about like your relationship to homemade ice cream, just for fun, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, I know I you're not answer. a sweets person, generally I am speaking. A, I'm in a that cake way. person. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna say something totally crazy. It's like it really like hurts Mike's heart so bad. Like if ice cream disappeared off the face of the earth, I I would not even notice. Oh, we would not survive as a family. Everything would fall apart. So, like, if I go to an ice cream place, I usually get twist (laughs) soft serve with chocolate dip. I really, really enjoy that. That's really tasty to me. You can't have that at home. At home, like, I would choose, like, if I'm at the supermarket and I'm like, let me go to the ice cream aisle and choose something for me, I'd buy, like, Chip Witch or drumsticks, like, over a pint of any flavor. 
I guess if I had to choose a go-to flavor, it would be coffee chip. Okay. I love that. You know coffee is my favorite. I love, yeah, I do love coffee ice cream. Yeah. So is it fair to say then that you don't make homemade ice cream? I have. I do every once in a while, but no, I'm like, this is a Megan lead episode. I will tell you that I once went on a press trip to Ben and Jerry's in Vermont. I was invited by the brand to go up there and spend a weekend. And we did all kinds of fun things. And I learned so much about like their process. And at one point they were like, come while we're putting ice cream in pints, like fresh ice cream in pints. And the flavor that was coming out of the machine was coffee toffee chip. Mm, So good. And that was really good because I do love toffee flavored things too. So I was like, that's, best but i have literally never seen coffee toffee chip since oh i must be one of the discontinued flavors we should i do think it might research. be and i really so like this summer i was thinking i want to do i want to make my own coffee toffee mm. chip ice okay. cream okay so that we can do that without yeah. the ice cream machine i know i think you have like a big of a like a larger I do. One that you like plug in kind yeah. of thing. You don't have to freeze the base. Okay. We'll get into machines in a little bit. I actually have a freeze a base one too, but it's like old. Yeah. I will say one, my ice cream journey also starts at Ben and Jerry's, not in the fancy <laughs> Stacey Billis way, but in the wholesome, my grandparents, both sets of grandparents lived in Vermont. And when I would go and visit them on summer vacations, that was one of the things that we would do is like go to the Ben and Jerry's factory do the tour every single year. Oh, I love it. So you get the free samples and then we get like a scoop of ice cream and walk around because there's like fun stuff to do outside. I haven't yeah. been in like 15 years. I really should go yeah, again. Maybe want we you should to, go. With the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the kids is such a good idea. Yeah. And then, you know, pastry school, there's lots of ice cream making in there. You learn to use like the very fancy ice cream machines where you can do like the soft serve at, at home kind of style. And then for kitchen, I wrote many packages, many stories about making homemade ice cream. Personally, we we probably make homemade ice cream like three times each summer. It's not like mm-hmm. a huge amount. It's as much interest as my kids have in it um, because I don't have one uh, like an ice cream machine that you plug in and it self cools. I have one uh, that has the frozen base. Yeah. You have to put the base so you into to, the like, freezer the ahead there. of time. Yeah. And like yeah. it has to freeze. And sometimes I'm like, I need that freezer space for popsicles and drumsticks. So we're not making ice cream this week. So I don't make like a ton. I'm not one to be like, yes, make you should be. Everyone should be making ice cream all the time. But I think it's a really fun experience. And the good thing to know is that you don't actually need an ice cream machine to make pretty decent ice cream at home. Um, Do you want to start there or should we talk about? I want to know your order first. Oh, you asked me and then you went, you got into the details. I want a single scoop, no cone of coffee ice cream. That's it. Like, if I can get coffee chip, that's a bonus. Or the other night I had, like, coffee plus Oreo. So it was, like, a cookies and cream coffee mashup. And that was so good. Thanks, Baskin Robbins. (laughs) No cone. So do you know that my kids give me a hard time? Because I tend to eat a few bites of the ice cream, and then I cut all the ice cream off the top of the cone. Okay. 
because I don't want that. Like it's I don't want all cream. that ice cream. Yeah. It's too much ice cream. But I make sure that the cone has been packed. Right. Because the cone plus the ice cream I like. When you get that but they're ratio, very embarrassed. They're oh, very embarrassed of me. Because they're they like, that's so embarrassing. You're wasting the ice cream. Like who does that? Anyway. Every once in a while, I like a cone. Or like if we do a Dairy Queen or any kind of like mm-hmm. soft serve, I do like to get like a dipped cone. That's one of my most favorite ice cream treats. But I have to tell you that I don't think a chip witch, a drumstick, or a Dairy Queen dipped actually counts as ice cream. Like, I don't think it's really. I think it's technically frozen dessert. That's what Mike says. Whatever, you guys. Enough. There Enough. Is, there is. Okay, so there is something Who's to know. Who's fancy now, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Who's fancy now? Listen, it's not about me being fancy. It's about me being Technical. our camp counselor for the summer okay all right okay camp okay. director even listen give myself a i want to actually <laughs> i want to know the differences but before that before we get too deep into the ice cream talk i want to make sure that we invite everyone to our new and upgraded let me upgrade yeah didn't i just feed you listeners community <laughs> can you tell i'm sad that i didn't get tickets to the renaissance concert yes. free members are getting access to more than ever before you guys our recipe archive which used to be just for paid members is now available to people who just joined the free section of the community and then you also get access to all these other thousands of home cooks like you printables shopping lists so much good stuff Plus, you get even more of us in the supporting community. Well, in the free community, too. In both communities. Yes, if you're a supporting member, there are still bonus episodes. But we've added an ad-free stream. We're bringing back regular live events. And we have swag that you can't get anywhere else. So visit didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community to get in on the goodies. Okay, so... Megan, you were about to make very important distinctions. I was making light of it. I apologize. Soft serve, not technically ice cream. Chip witch. I mean, chip witch could be if you're using ice cream, but it's a frozen dessert. Yes. Let's talk about the different styles of ice cream. Okay. Right? Because it's classic custard to granita to gelato. Yeah. So I think it's really important to know that there's like the FDA classification of what ice cream is. And then there's like culinary classification of what ice cream is. And they're not always like the same. Like I would count a drumstick as an ice cream treat or a soft serve, but technically because of like the amount of overrun, which is just really like the air beaten into the base, Uh the ice cream inside a drumstick doesn't count. It's like a frozen dessert instead of actually being ice cream. And then culinarily people count Things like granita, which to me is not like that's an icy treat. But that's I not also ice I cream. agree. I said it, and then I was like, "Why did I say that?" Because granita doesn't even have dairy. It doesn't. So I think what we're talking about for the purposes of this conversation is like the sort of colloquial definition of ice cream, which is a dairy-based sweetened frozen treat. And there are four styles, and we can just go over them really quickly. The first one is custard. I think of this as like the quintessential ice cream style. It's usually made with cream or milk. It has sugar, and um, it's also made with whole eggs. And the eggs are heated together to you make like a custard base. And it makes ice cream that is like really rich and has a chewy texture to it. Yep. 
There's also Philly or Philadelphia style, which is usually just cream and sugar. There's like some that do, it's like whole milk and cream. Anyways, this is like softer, smoother. It melts a little faster. This is what I like making at home. Yes, it is very easy to make at home. And I think of like Breyers ice cream as an example yeah. of Philly style. Like they make really good ice cream and it's reliable. It's kind of like not as satisfying of a chew, but it definitely hits all the sweetness. And then there's also like an egg free thing that is between true custard and Philly style. It still has dairy and it still has sugar, but it uses starch. Sometimes it's cornstarch or other like industrial starches to thicken the ice cream base before it's churned. And Jenny's ice cream is the one that I think of as being like the best example of that. I don't know if you've ever made any ice cream from her book, but she sometimes uses like cream cheese as the stabilizer. So it's like hitting the dairy, then it contains cream and sugar, but there's no egg in it. And then there's this category of ice cream, which is like no churn ice cream. And I think that semifredos kind of fall into this for me too. They're a little bit untraditional. I I feel like they have come into popularity in the age of the internet, especially. And usually you are like whipping cream and adding other dairy in the form of sweetened condensed milk and like some flavorings to that whipped cream and then freezing it like that. So you don't need a machine to make that. Okay. Yeah. Big four. I want to talk about two other kinds of ice creams, and I don't know what you know about them each. I, I would guess that the first one you know a lot about, because it's very popular, gelato, from uh, originally from Italy. And then also, more recently, just in the last few years, after a trip to Turkey, like battered ice cream. It's called Turkish ice cream sometimes. Yes. Battered ice creams, dondurma. And then I also recently discovered that some in some places in Greece, they have it. Basically, it's an ice cream that is made with mastic, which is a plant resin. Mm -hmm. And it can be very stretchy. It can be, it doesn't melt as easily. Yeah. Curious about those two kinds. I think of those as like an egg-free. Like they're in that category. Not gelato, but the other two. Yeah. Because that, like you're basically using a starch to thicken the dairy and totally. sugar. So it goes actually as like many names around the world. There are lots of variations on that style of ice cream. And it is. It's kind of like chew, chewier. Yeah. I feel like that's literally such a weird way to describe, Yeah. To describe ice cream. In Turkey, they actually like would pull it. And my kids were like, what is happening? They thought it was the coolest it's thing. Amazing. And then, okay, and then gelato. gelato. So gelato is interesting because you, I think of it as like being very rich, right? But it, it's not made with cream. It's actually made with whole milk and sugar and like whatever flavorings. And part of its richness comes from it being like very slowly churned. So it has less mm. air incorporated into it than like American custard ice creams even. It's funny, as you lay it all out, I realize that I prefer, I tend to prefer ice creams made without egg. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. I think it's very popular, which is good because if we're going to tell everyone that they should make no-turn ice creams, they're pretty much making egg-free. Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia okay. style or just like classic egg-free. Okay, so those are the basic kinds. Yes, if we're going to talk about easy ice creams that anyone can make, I think the like one to know is this like classic. It's made popular. Like so many websites have it. It's very popular on the Internet. Two ingredient 
no churn ice cream. It's super simple. You make a base of sweetened condensed milk plus your flavoring. So like if you want to do strawberry, you like strawberry puree. If you just want vanilla, a splash of vanilla or some vanilla bean paste. Then separately, you whip heavy cream to like medium to stiff peaks. And then you fold the sweetened condensed milk mixture into the whipped cream. And then you freeze that mixture. You see it a lot in loaf pans, which is actually like a nice way to freeze it because the profile of the loaf pan means it freezes relatively quickly versus like if you left it in the bowl or if you put it in a pint container, like the outside is going to take longer to freeze versus like the loaf pan is nice. And then it also makes it easier to scoop. You basically cannot fail at this ice cream. Do you know the science behind this? So the sweetened condensed milk, milk has some starch in it. When it's condensed, you have more starch. So the sweetened condensed milk is adding more dairy, sugar, and some starch that helps to stabilize the whipped cream. And the whipped cream is bringing the air and and the the whipped cream is bringing the air. What if you made this without condensed milk? Would it work? People do, but then you kind of have to make like a cooked sugar mixture because you have to sweeten it in some way. And you don't want sugar crystals because sugar crystals equal ice crystals. And then you'll have icy ice cream. Because I used to make a key lime ice cream that was just like cream and milk and sugar. I think I must have. I don't think I churned it. Interesting. What what made it the lime flavor, though? Uh, Key lime zest. Okay. And it was so good. And then I used to sandwich it for the kids between graham crackers. So that it was like key lime pie ice cream sandwiches. It sounds so good. Wait, what was the sweetener? Did you say that already? Yeah, I'm looking. It's just sugar. I'm actually pulling up my recipe as we speak from a million years ago. Here, I would whisk. I would use a hand blender to combine milk and sugar until the sugar was dissolved. Okay. I would add cream lime zest and just a little bit of juice of the lime juice and then i would put it in the ice cream maker so there that that answers my question because i was trying to get to could we do a no churn without the sweetened condensed milk i think you can and i think that what you're doing here is sort of like the same ingredients in different forms right because you're you're using whole milk which has some fat and is going to have some of the starch and the sugar to like be the stabilizer. And then you're also adding the whipped cream, which is more of that fat that allows the air to be incorporated. I just feel like sweetened condensed milk has its own flavor. Like it doesn't feel like it has as clean a flavor base as just milk and granulated sugar. Oh, you should. Okay. So it doesn't have a sweetened condensed milk flavor to it. The portion proportions of heavy cream to sweetened condensed milk, it's definitely like more heavy cream. And so you're getting just like a lot of the sweetness from the sweetened condensed milk. Cool. I feel like it's worth mentioning and we'll get into like the more custard style ice creams as they relate to like having an ice cream machine. But I feel like it's worth mentioning that you can like make a custard base like you do for a machine. Yeah. And then just whip the shit out of it. (laughs) with like a blender or immersion blender. And do that right before you freeze it. And you get an ice cream that's like a lot more effort and maybe not quite as satisfying, but is more like custard flavor. Melissa Clark has a recipe on New York Times cooking. If you want to take a look at that, we'll link to it in the show notes. 
It's interesting. I wouldn't think that that would work very well because I would think that the air would settle like in the time that it takes the ice cream to freeze. Yeah, it isn't like that's why I say the whipped cream version is more satisfying to me because you do get that luscious texture. Totally. But you also are getting more starches and proteins from the egg and like making the cooked egg base of a custard ice cream. And some people just really love custard ice cream. Yeah, so she's that's using cream cheese, to too. Yes. So even more starch. Yeah. And light corn syrup, which probably helps stabilize, too. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And then before we talk about like ice cream machines and making custard and stuff, I just want to shout out the very quintessential like you make it in a bag ice cream. I think it's technically frozen dessert. But for the purposes of didn't I just feed you, you take whole milk. You can do a little heavy cream or half. Some people like to do it with half and half sugar and like some vanilla extract. You put it in a zip top bag. I usually do the quart size one. Then you take a gallon bag and you fill it with ice and rock salt if you can get it. But you can also use kosher salt and you zip that closed. So you have a bag within a bag. And then you like have the kids throw the bag around or like massage the bag. You do some shaking and you get an ice cream ish frozen dessert. I think that's very fun. I enjoyed it with my kids when they were little. Yes, I totally. Emmett would still do it. You know, he's eight. Ella is definitely too cool for that. Of course. Yeah. But She's I think pre-teening. I agree that up until like eight, that's a really fun thing, yes. especially in the summer. I mean, honestly, even like I don't think he'd want to work that hard, but I was going to say maybe Oliver up until like him being 11, if I was like, you want ice cream? Here's how you get it. And I just left it like he might do it out of like desperation and then be like, that was kind of fun or interesting. Yeah. Like if you have a kid who's desperate for ice cream and that's their only option, maybe they like science or they nerd out. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's a great thing to do in the summer if you have younger kids. And actually, we have a KiwiCo kit that we got many moons ago when we were working with them that's like container where you put the container inside the container and then you can roll the containers because they're round. And funny story, and it made me think of um, Isaac and Oliver, is that we used to have one of those, they made a ball version. Oh, I totally remember that. I think we maybe bought it. In the top. And you put the like ice cream mixture in it and you put ice inside the ball. Yes, totally. Let's see if we can find one on Amazon. But we did it like as a like family fun with like cousins at one point in time. And that was the only time we ever used it because the cousins like went so hard on making the ice cream. That the I literally broke. was going to say, I think we broke ours. Yes. So it could be fun if you have little kids and they like to play soccer, kick around a ball. And like then then you're not using the bag and bag. It's a reusable solution. That's hilarious. OK, let's okay. talk ice cream machines. So do you think that if you don't have a machine, definitely the thing to do is the condensed milk to ingredient yeah yes like especially if you're just going to make it once or twice in the summer like you don't need a whole machine and then if you're flavoring it you said you know puree strawberry puree any kind of fruit puree yeah what if you want to do something where like you want to add chocolate chips or add crushed oreos or something along those lines where it's more of a mix-in than a flavoring agent that you want to distribute evenly through the whole yeah i like to do it sort of in two stages or like or like half and half like i'll put some in the loaf pan like a little bit in the loaf pan I'll fold some into the 
ice cream batter, for lack of a better term. And then the base. like what base? Thank you. As I'm like layering in the base in the loaf pan, I might add some more. So then because I feel like all before it freezes, all before it freezes. Okay. because I think one of the challenges, depending on the density of your mix-ins is like even distribution. And that's I'm thinking right now of like Oreo cookies because my family loves cookies and cream ice cream. That's the flavor they buy the most. We buy the most. They order the most. So that's what I think of. But like chocolate chips, I don't know. I might do some while I'm mixing it and then also layer some on and I think it would be okay. They wouldn't sink all to the bottom. And what about just chocolate? Because like strawberry puree, I get blueberry puree or any kind of summer fruit. I get vanilla extract. I get what about chocolate? Do you just use like chocolate syrup? You can use chocolate syrup. There are a couple recipes where you do like cocoa powder, but then you have to do a little bit more legwork, like cooking the cocoa powder with the sweetened condensed milk and letting it cool. But that that's basically chocolate syrup. Yes. So I was like Hershey syrup. syrup. <laughs> Hershey syrup. It. That's what I would recommend. 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for dinner and I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. 
Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Now let's talk about if you have a machine. Okay, first... Can we recommend? Can I recommend a machine? Yeah, do I, it. Like I think there are a lot of ice cream machines that you can buy, and some of them are cheap, and they're maybe going to last you a season. You know that I'm like, oh, buy the cheap snow cone machine. Like buy it every summer if your kids love that. But for the ice cream machines, I think if you can spend between eighty and one hundred and twenty dollars, like just depending on the volume you want to make, that's going to be an ice cream machine that you can use for like five to ten years, depending on how often you're using it. And the one I really love is from Cuisinart. It's like their ice cream maker machine. It's a two quart. What is it called? It can't be just called ice cream maker machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they call it a cool two quart cool creations. And I like the two quart volume, which is like on the more expensive side, like $120 to $140. But they also make a smaller one or you can find like older models that are like $60 or $70 also. It does have the freezable base, but it ha- it's like super simple. Like there's a couple of different modes that you can turn in and they're like specific to the, the ice cream styles that we mentioned. Like there's a sorbet version and then there's like a countdown timer. So you get an idea of like how long your ice cream has been turning for. And that's actually the first step if you want to make ice cream in an ice cream machine is like you do need an ice cream machine and it is going to have a frozen base. So you need to freeze it for at least 24 hours before... You turn your ice cream. Unless you have an ice cream maker that plugs in and cools itself. Yeah. You know what we also didn't mention is like those old school hand crank ones where you do the ice and salt. People really love those. It is kind of fun. A large volume of ice cream in many of those. And they're less than $100. But then you have to store them. Yeah. It's a lot. And someone has to to hand crank them. There was a ice cream parlor here in Brooklyn where they had one that you motored by a bike and they would bring it out for birthday parties. That's so Like fun. if you had a birthday party there, like everybody would get a turn getting on the bike and like, turn, crank it, oh crank it. It was really fun. Brian would love that. He, I'm not going to tell him because he'd be like, let's buy one. We'll put a bike out there <laughs> That's and we'll get the ice cream churned. That's his favorite dessert. Anyways. Okay. So you have an ice cream machine. I know... You're going to talk us through making a custard ice cream in an ice cream machine. But can you can't you also make a Philly style? Oh, you can. No egg ice cream in the ice cream machine. The steps are the same. This is going to sound weird. but It's not that weird. Regardless of if you're doing a Philly style or a custard style, which like the custard you cook because there are eggs in it and you're trying to make the eggs safe. But you're also trying to like get to a certain protein starch situation. 
it's not uncommon to actually cook the base of a Philly style ice cream also. And I think it's like a stabilization thing. Got it. And like just depending on what starches you like, if you're making a no egg and like you're incorporating cream cheese or cornstarch, you have to cook those ingredients anyway. So for basic ice cream of any style, the first step is to cook the base. When you're making a custard ice cream, that usually looks like putting your whole milk and your cream in a saucepan and whisking together your whole eggs and your sugar in another bowl. And when the dairy mixture gets to like about 120 to 130 degrees, pull it off the heat, you let it cool a little bit, and you do what's called tempering. I can't mm-hmm. believe we, I feel like we've had to have talked about tempering. We have. Um, not like tempering chocolate, but this idea, and you do this like with soup, like egg thickened soups too, I'm Carbonara, thinking. Carbonara. Anytime, yeah. Basically, you're adding like a little bit of the warm dairy mixture to the egg mixture at a time so so that you don't curdle the egg mixture. You're trying to bring the egg mixture up to temp- the same temperature as the dairy mixture. But slowly. So, but slowly. So you like start with like a tablespoon and incorporate it and then maybe like two tablespoons and then mm-hmm. whisk it in until you can add it all back or add it all together. And then you add it back to the saucepan so that you can make sure all the sugar is dissolved and... Then your ice cream base is ready to chill. And you can chill your ice cream base over an ice bath. Some people like that, especially if you're like eager to get your ice cream project done in one afternoon. But a lot of professionals recommend that you like chill the base overnight or for like 24 hours. It's kind of like aging chocolate chip cookies. Like you just get richer flavor if you do that like your vanilla or your strawberries get longer to infuse or like your cho- the chocolate gets richer. So, yep, just a thing to know. And then the most fun part is when you get to churn your ice cream base, which is just getting your ice cream machine going, pouring it in slowly, and then it's going to churn. And depending on your mix-ins, if you've at- or not mix-ins, but your flavorings, really, because mix-ins come later, um, depending on the density of your ice cream base, it's going to take anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes to churn in in this like two-quart machine I'm using as sort of the base. And I like to add mix-ins like once it's thickened, like take the machine apart while the ice cream's still in the base, add your chocolate chips or your Oreos or your graham crackers and like fold that in and then move it to another container to harden. You could eat it right away, but it's going to have more like soft serve texture to it. Totally. If you want the scoopable like ice cream cone ready ice cream, you do need to let it freeze for three to four hours. But again, ideally like overnight-ish if you can. So, I mean, that's very thorough. I have nothing to end. The <laughs> Nothing to add. The end. Except the one thing is that I, I have made ice creams because I'm the lazy dessert person. Where I don't cook the base. Yeah. I just walked through the key lime one. Oliver recently made ice cream on his own. I think I shared it in on Instagram. Either way, he was like, I want ice cream. And literally, we just had like milk, a little cream. We didn't even have the right ratio of yeah. milk to cream. And Oreos and sugar. And he just like whisked milk with whatever cream we had with sugar popped it into the ice cream maker. And then once it was like semi-hard, like soft serve texture, he crushed up Oreos and put them in. And it was delicious. I bet it was. It sounds good. What I really want to ask you about before we leave, though, is I know that you bought, Mike, one of those ninja creamy blenders. Have you guys used it yet? 
Because I keep seeing them all over TikTok. I mean, you know, this isn't making ice cream, right? It's funny because I'm not the big frozen dessert person. And I think that Mike and Oliver, who they're both big into frozen desserts, they tried a couple of things, but we haven't really gotten in a groove where we're experimenting. And basically what they found is that they like start with ice cream. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's not making something. That's not really. So you're making a milkshake? I'm. They're confused. making. No, they're like making like a blizzard okay. type thing. Or they're taking vanilla ice cream and then making it flavored like really quick and easy. I think I got down a weird like protein TikTok with the oh, ninja I'm where it's like sure. the blended cottage, cottage cheese, cheese and like I'm peanut sure, butter sure, powder. Sure. How about I experiment with it more? Yeah, or not. I mean, nope. The, the whole so, listen, idea of this is like, fun I'm an educational. I'm about, I'm about to go away, but I'll try before we go away. Like when this airs, I'll try to do some experimentation. And then if not, because I'm I'm leaving, I'm leaving on an airplane, on a jet plane, just a few days after this publishes when I come back. But the summer won't close out without some ninja creamy content for okay. me, okay. like experimentations. We should have a running list of these things where I'm like, I'm I know, right? We Stacey stay it do and this. then, <laughs> or we're well, follow if people up join, on that. if people join the community, they can help keep us accountable. Please harass us. Is basically us what us. we're saying. I'm, I'm all for it. Like we're just busy. We're not like we mean it when we say it. <laughs> yes. Let's t- let's ask our community what kind of ice cream they like to eat and make. If you haven't already joined us in the community, go do it. You can get access to our recipe archives in the free community. Or if you're interested in those bonus episodes, the ad-free stream, a little bit of uncut content that we're calling Uncut Gems, (laughs) (laughs) join the supporting community. You can find all the information about both of those by visiting didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. And you guys... Instagram has been really fun again. I know we like we had a lull. We, we can did. say it. We can admit it. Yes. We're there. We're real. We're keeping it real. But Instagram is really fun again. We're really focused heavily on serving up fun content, but also content that really supports you guys, answers questions, is engages with you. We want to be as helpful as possible everywhere you can find us. So find us as at didn't I just feed you on Instagram as well. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. 